The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Known as my role flame. 
coming with laughs and coming with jams on Love Lounge, baby, you better catch it when you can. Dropping knowledge from fatherhood to politics, shouting out comics, just paying homage. What's up, Tiff? Yeah, you know she ready. Shy Town's on, speaking to the grown and sexy. We gon' laugh, cut them and kick it, and at the end we leave it with just to lift your spirits, make you wanna revisit. Tell your friends, take a listen. Young folks say it's lit, old folks say we dig it. Hey, can't no bitch do what you do. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Laugh and Learn. I'm your host, Slay Monroe, along with my very gorgeous co-host. What's your name? Lauren Hogan. Hi, Flame. Oh, Lauren Hogan. Why have I heard that name before? Oh, yeah, that's on my checks. Oh, um, <laughs> hi, y'all. Hello, Lauren. Where you, girl, where you been? What you been doing, girl? Oh. Girl, I've been working. Oh, I've been working. I just got back from New Orleans. Um, we had a grand opening uh, from my other job. Actually, it was the best grand opening we've ever had. We um, broke record sales for revenue. So, you know, the big boss is happy. And I travel again on Thursday. I got to go do Atlanta AIDS Walk in Atlanta with Wale and Trina. So it's just it's just a busy time. I'm going to be gone pretty much every weekend for the next weather in New Orleans? Was it hot and sticky? Um, It wasn't terrible. Um, I will tell you, the first time I went to New Orleans, I didn't understand what they were saying when they talked about like swamp possum weather, like what that meant until I went down there and experienced the heat in June. Um, but this time it actually wasn't bad. It was hot, um, but there was a bit of a breeze. So it was it was kind of like bearable, I'll say. Uh, but uh, it was um, it was a little warm. I did not get uh, make it to Up and Adam, which I was so upset about. I realized we only ate. I only ate once a day while I was there. And like the first time I ate was like at five o'clock. And every time I was like, oh, let me go to Up and Adam, it was already closed. So, yeah. Um, that's only- how you know it's a real work trip because I didn't have time to eat. So, yeah. yeah. We love New Orleans. I'm glad you made it back from New Orleans. Right, girl, I'm here. What I, what I did. Oh, the book is out. Yes. And it's getting rave reviews. So, can you tell everybody? Well, first of all, you weren't really like talking about it, you were talking about the. The, the difficulties behind it and doing everything, but just give us a quick update about the book and like what you're- or you, or, or you, or you want to tell them how much, how I would call you every day and say, bitch, I quit. I'm not doing <laughs> Every day. Yes, you did do that. No, but just talk about the book and just like the experience now that you're on the other side of it and it's getting such good reviews. So the book is called, uh, did nobody give a shit about what happened to Kyle Lauder? And the author's name is Mr. James Hanaham, H-A-N-N-A-H-A-M, Hanaham, just like it sounds. Uh, who was the who? He's a, a creative arts, a creative writing teacher by profession, but who is just the nicest, most patient guy. And uh, the first day I knew he wanted to fire me, and he told <laughs> me that too. Did I tell you that? You did. Yeah, he I told know me you was gonna tell him all the details. Yo, I'm, gonna tell, I'm, gonna tell, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell. You know, I'm gonna tell. He <laughs> wanted to fire me, and I, and I felt very disappointed in myself. I wanted to fire me because it just didn't feel right because I had never done it. But by day two, I said, "Okay, bitch, you going if you're gonna do it, you go and do it." So I got up and I went and did it. And we started off with only Rocky for maybe 20 minutes the second day, and then he was like, "Just pretend like you're on stage." Like you, I said, "But I can't move around." He said, "Well, just go into that mindset." When he said that, it just put me on some path of, 
oh, this is how you do it. This is how we do. And it just went from, he was so patient and, and he was ready to move on even with some lines I couldn't get because my, my tone is Southern. Carlotta Mercedes, who's the character's name, she was supposed to be a bitch from Brooklyn, from the Bronx, from from Brooklyn, with a with a New York slang. I ain't got no New York slang, not <laughs> no. I am Arkansas, Missouri, all day. <laughs> <laughs> but he he liked in the in the movie because the character's name I can't even think of her boy name, Dustin. Her boy's name was Dustin. Went to jail for being at the wrong place at the wrong time, and he was nineteen. And he had a, left behind his five year old son. So and while being in jail, he was everything that you could imagine being done to you in jail in a male prison was done to him. And he came out and identified as trans. And uh, it just was when we got down to him meeting the son, Jane said what I brought to that part was something that he didn't even realize that he needed. He said, Flame, you brought a heart to that. He said, why? I said, because I have my own son. So I could only imagine what it would be like for me to be taken away from him and then be brought back. He said, Flame, I forgot about that when I wanted you for this and you just brought it to life to me. So when he started, when I made him feel reassured, he got in a comfortable place and I was comfortable. But it was an experience. Uh, I didn't know Russ to do another one. Let me be honest. But the book is getting great reviews, and I'm telling you, it's a roller coaster of emotions. The story is so good, but the wording, see, they sent us the manuscript, so I thought the wording were typos. <laughs> and my dumb ass went and corrected all the typos, and I was speaking it the way it was supposed to be spoken, but it was in Ebonics from Brooklyn. So, baby, it was, oh, it was, it is, it was the most challenging thing I've had to do in many years including being on live stage, dance, and remember steps and shit with I did for AHF, because that ain't something I do on the regular either, but I like it. Um, it was, but it, it was, it was rewarding when he's, when they said it's a rap, I felt so good that we were done. And James was like, thank you, Flame, because he thought I was going to come in as this diva, but I told him as many times as I need to do it over and over and over and over, tell me I'll do it. I want, I want it to be good. So at one line, I think we did like 40 times the truth. And the 41st time, it was the only time I felt like I really gave. He, he said on the 40th time, and he said, that's it. I said, let me do it one more. He said, it's not better than that. I said, I got one more better. And I did the 41st one. They used the 41st one. But, and it was only like four words. But, girl, I couldn't get them four words to go at the same time. They wouldn't all come out at the same time. They just wouldn't. Well, I just want to say that I'm proud of you. Um, and I don't know if you saw the email I sent you um, from the publisher. So you can go ahead and listen to it because I know you haven't heard it yet. Um, but you have a way to go listen to it now, but, um, you did an amazing job. I know it was a lot, but you got through it and it's, it's the first of many. It's the first of many. Uh, I didn't know another one. Okay. Uh-huh. We're not going to say that publicly. We, we're not going to block our blessings now. I ain't going to block it, but I ain't no rush. I want to do it. I say I was at a rush. I say I want to do something <laughs> else. <laughs> Cause girl, it's, you're so stagnated, Lauren. You have to sit in this little booth yeah. with these headphones on. Girl, you can't rub your nose. You can't scratch your head. You can't hardly breathe, and you have to have the same energy at three thirty that you came in with at ten thirty after y'all and fed me at one thirty. I told y'all don't feed me. I told y'all I was going. <laughs> oh my god, and it just it it was challenging, but. And then here's the kicker. It wasn't my story. So it'd be different like if I wrote my own book and I was telling my story. I had to tell somebody else's story. Yeah. So, yeah. So you guys get the book. It's, it's, I think you're going to enjoy it. I, I, want, I hope y'all like my sound of my voice. It don't sound like this because this voice is another voice. I woke, I didn't wake up. Right. Mm. Like <laughs> yeah, so that was great. So y'all get the book, please. You can download the audio and hear my voice and 
Woo woo. And you write on. I think it's uh it's getting all kind of good write ups and everything about the writing. You got a good write up in the New York Times too, because honestly, the book is a New York Times bestseller too. So it was a good project for you to be a part of. So um, we have to officially get into the news. Let's uh, do it. The Queen's funerals, because uh, I have to say funerals because it's several days of mourning. So I feel like there's just multiple funerals happening. Um, but they officially started today. Yeah. They officially start today or maybe this is day three. I don't know. I just know that her formal funeral happened today. Um, I am happy to see, I would say, that Prince Harry and Meghan were there. I don't know if you've seen. There's a, a viral video of Meghan just taking the time to talk to this um, teenage girl and just offer her such nice words. And she hugged her. And I just thought about you when I saw her hugging that little girl. And I said, ooh, Flame be talking about monkeypox and everything else. <laughs> I chuckled a little bit. But I'm happy to see that uh, Prince Harry and Meghan are, you know, went to go pay their respects. I mean, I don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but they have said publicly that they love the queen so dearly and it looks like the Royal family came together. So that's always a beautiful thing. Um, but yeah, the, her, um, days of events have officially commenced for her burial. So I love all the pomp and circumstance and all the grandeur of it all. I, I not, mm-hmm. and I know everybody got their mixed feelings about the queen, but I love the way that the Brits have come out and all these dignitaries have flown in from everywhere, including our president to, you know, to witness the, you know, to, and, and pay respect to the, cause she was a queen. She was part of a monarchy. And, um, yeah, I love the people have been lined up for weeks and weeks and weeks. But girl, let me tell you something. On the flip side of it, let me talk about it. Let me just let me just say it. Go ahead. I hope it ain't too soon, but this is laughing live. <laughs> let me tell you something. Baby, ever since Harry brought see, see the queen was determined not to let King Charles be the king because she knew his ass would he wasn't ready for it. He just can't handle it. She knew he was fucked up ever since he married a woman that was two years older than his mama. You know Camilla about two or three years older than Queen Elizabeth. Real talk. <laughs> Baby, ever since, because she was going to live, she was like, I'm going to live, live, live. You go, I'm going to outlive you. But you know who threw monkey wrench in the game was that black girl magic because ever since Harry brought uh, Megan home, Queen Elizabeth's health has not been the same. I swear, go back and do your research. Ever since he brought her home, but I think the first day she got a cold. <laughs> then when they say he was in love with her, she got the sniffles. Then when they say he wanted to marry her, baby, she went, I think she had caught pneumonia. Baby, they had a baby. Prince Philip said, I'm out of here. Let me just leave because I know this shit about to get fucked up. Baby, her health ain't been the same ever since Harry brought Megan home. I don't know what that is, but that black girl magic is real. <laughs> But it's just crazy to me, though, because people were, I remember when uh, Meghan, you know, became the Duke of Sussex, or I mean, excuse me, the Duchess of Sussex, everybody was like, oh, we got our first black princess. And I was like, no, the first black queen was Charlotte. Shoot, um, Bridgerton, that series is based off of Queen Charlotte. She was a real person in the monarchy. So she ain't the first, you know, people forget, you know, our history and everything, but chow, it's... um. It's just crazy times. I hope that they that Megan's doing okay and they get all of the healing and stuff that they need to because woof, the drama within that family. Because I told you too, I know we talked about this uh, um, two episodes ago at this point, but it's just also interesting to hear how many people are not upset that she's passed. Have you been seeing that? I've seen that, but out of respect, Lauren, and uh, you know, I just I know some... you don't talk ill of the dead, and I'm not trying to. I'm just well, saying. no, that's not true because I talk about dead folks all the time. <laughs> 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 I 
But just just her legacy of who she was and the monarchy for Britain, Britain for Britain for the UK and I probably end up going end up living in the UK one day. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Are you trying to protect your potential citizenship, girl? I'm trying. To, if y'all put what's his name back in, I'm trying to get the hell out of here. Y'all can have this one. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all doing over there. Y'all get Marjorie Taylor Green kicking folks. Did you see Molly Marjorie Taylor Green kick the damn reporter or either the news lady? I mean, the, um, I haven't seen anything. I haven't. Um, I had need to watch some MSNBC. I haven't watched my news like I normally have been. So. They just, you know, they just letting them get away with too much. Look, look at look at what Abbott did. Look at what DeSantis did, Lauren. Look at what they did. Well, let's get into it then. Let's talk about them too. So this week, Greg. Not only, I mean, he's been doing this for a while, but the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, has been busing migrants to like New York City and to Washington D.C. His justification is, oh, those are sanctuary states. Get out of Texas. But this week he sent two buses to Kamala Harris's home in D.C. Mm-hmm. If that's not the pettiest of the pettiest thing I've ever seen, like you sent two migrant buses to Kamala Harris's front steps. So you tell me a governor of one state was able to send two migrant buses to the vice president of the United States and nothing happened to him. Nope, nothing happened to him. Okay. Oh, so he was white and she was black. Oh, yeah, okay, I get it. Oh, I get it. Uh, I'm yeah. just making sure I'm, I heard the whole story. Because had I been, had that been me, I would have went real petty and pulled the help on her on his ass. I would have sent about 50 air pumps to his house and about 50 flat wheel, flat tire wheelchairs and say, get the pump and pimping, because you know you're the <laughs> <laughs> So it's, yeah, he should be sent to jail for that. What if one of those people would have hurt the vice president of the United States? You got a point there, cause and effect for sure. So what if one of those migrants who had a a mental illness or something and blamed her that they got there and didn't get anything that they were promised? See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that that's a crime in there. That that is a crime. And they didn't let him get away with too much after you vowed you thought they'd have unseated that fool. Oh, you can't unseat him because he can't walk. <laughs> and he's not the only one. Um, so your dear DeSantis from your uh, Manny Petty state of Florida. Um, <laughs> so, his, um, so last Wednesday, Ron DeSantis facilitated two flights to carry a group of roughly 50 Venezuelan and Colombian migrants to Martha's Vineyard as part of a push by DeSantis to draw attention to the border policies of President Biden. I personally think Martha's Vineyard's uh, uh, club should kick him out for doing some dumb shit like that. I know you know he's part of one of them com- country clubs. Y'all should revoke his uh, his license and he can't come back in anymore for doing some dumb shit. And they're getting very bold. They're getting... And I'm telling you, I hope as American people, we are paying very close attention to the things that they are doing because these things were unheard of five years ago. Well, this is the tea. So, you know, I'm reading Politico. So they're saying, though, that the move by DeSantis, uh, by him doing this, dominated the radio and television airwaves in South Florida, where large um, groups of Hispanic voters live. Um, one Spanish radio host loudly denounced the move and even compared DeSantis's actions to that of deceased Cuban dictator Fidel Castro, who relocated Cubans in the early 60s. So they're basically now saying that um, this could possibly really hurt him come November uh, based on him doing this um, 
And then the Democrat, uh, Charlie Crist, who's actually gotten some Republican support um, from the other side, and he's a Democrat because Charlie himself is a former Republican. Um, so Charlie Crist, who is challenging DeSantis on Saturday, rushed out a new digital ad targeting Hispanics in the Venezuelan community um, as basically as a part of a six-figure by uh, pounding DeSantis over his um, attention-getting move. So basically him doing this is creating some backlash, which, you know, love that. But um, yeah, it's, it's crazy what some of these GOP representatives are doing at this point in time. It's almost like they forget that these are actual humans. DeSantis, to me, is like the old adage that black people used to say when I was a kid, give a nigga enough rope, he hang himself. Yep. He's trying so hard to do so much damage, but he forgot that he was standing in his own way. He going to damage his own self. There's just been so many underhanded things, though, that he's done and that Greg Abbott has done, and it's just gone unpunished. Um and it's just, I think, um, for me personally, I just get fed up with the double standard sometimes. It's like, what else do you expect? You know, sure, it's been happening, but it's just crazy the double standard of what some of these boy, um, white boys in Congress uh, get away with at this point in time. And there it is right there, Lauren, what they get away with. Because it ain't like y'all don't see them doing it. They, right. they can have a cookie jar with the cookie in their mouth. I ain't had no cookie. That was a lamb chop. Oh, yeah, it sure is. Because y'all blinded Stevie Wonder, honey. Y'all better knock it off. Yeah. And I guess what they're saying makes it so bad, too. They're saying, you know, Florida Republicans in recent years have made it a priority to court Venezuelan Americans. Um, you know, a lot of them who have fled their homes. Because, you know, Ven- uh, Venezuelans are like, and, I, I, and I, I'm sorry, I have to say this publicly, but Venezuelans are like those white Spaniards who they're not, they're not your typical Hispanics. If you talk to, you know, people of the, like the Hispanic and Latino community, um, they're considered like Spaniards. So they're like the creme de la creme. So I think that's what's making it so bad that he chose Venezuelan migrants to do this to. I really think that's the core of why he's getting all this backlash because those are like the white folks in Spain or yeah. in, um, that accused in because gung ho over Trump. So, down in Florida. I remember that was a whole big old thing, honey. Trump, 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 these. Yeah. So they're saying like the Venezuelans, the Cubans, those are like the core block of support for GOP in Florida. So, and he's, that's what he's messing with. So. This is going to be one of the most interesting races and not because we're going to worry about people coming out. I'm I'm worried about the the vote, the tallies. I'm worried about the, the way they're going to do the voting. It's been so many lies and so many trickeries on the machines and this this conspiracy and that conspiracy. I you know is we is am I is it true? Is it a lie? You know, because I don't know what to believe at this point. That's how I feel. I wonder how many other Americans actually feel like that. I think a lot of people feel like that. I'm concerned about you know, the accuracy behind it in certain, you know, swing states, they're saying that people are afraid to um, actually work the polls because of all of the backlash that they received around the presidential election and the death threats that happened because of Trump and all of his conspiracy theorists. And then you had January 6th happen. So I just hope that we have integral election poll workers this time because who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. It's crazy time to be I told you, girl, that's girl, Queen Elizabeth, honey. Was, I saw that crown. I was like, ooh, I just want to put it on my head. It was beautiful. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. 
So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of six million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. 
To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. In other news, we got to talk about, um, it's honestly tragic news. Um, Definitely need to send prayers to Puerto Rico because it's a year later and they're experiencing yet another natural disaster. Their their power is completely off. The entire island has no power. And they said this one is worse than the last one they had like three years ago. Well, there's been Ida, there's been Maria, and now they got Fiona. So it's just like they can't catch a break. The thing that bothers what? me, though, is... Go ahead. Where they names from? Now, where you, where you come up with the name of a storm from? Well, so I think the... I think it's hurricanes have female names and tornadoes have male names, I think. And they just keep going through the alphabet. I was told that it was the first person who spotted it. That's what they name it after. Who told you that? Girl, I was a kid. Don't worry. Oh. They also told me that Santa Claus was real. And when I... <laughs> Robbing us, he wasn't real. He wasn't bringing shit in. He was taking some shit out, but he wasn't bringing nothing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Who told you that?" But um, I'm more so. I'm just so sad for them because I'm like, it's been back to back um hurricanes at this point, and it's like, where's the preparedness? And and this it's times like this where you really see where Puerto Rico is treated like you know the stepchild of the United States because people in Puerto Rico, you know, they can't vote in elections. Why? You know that, right? Because they're, they're, of, they're of the United States, but they're not technically considered citizens. So they're not allowed to vote. So it's just like, here's another example of Puerto Rico being you know, treated like the stepchild. And I think it's, it's just so wrong. I mean, I saw that Joe Biden declared you know, a state of emergency for Puerto Rico and everything. So I am happy that we have at least a decent president that I think will do the right thing. And he won't be like Trump in the whole going and throw paper towels at people's faces. But it's just, it's like how many times do we know it's hurricane season. Hurricane season always happens between, I think it's like March and October is hurricane season down there. And no matter what, it's like, they're just never prepared. And we're always being reactionary. And these people have to suffer tremendously. Well, you, because they're just you not just prepared. Talk, you educated us on that. They, uh, they can't vote. So you if, you're not, if vote. you're not a citizen in this country, unfortunately, I'm sad. And it's very sad to say you are discarded. And that's how they treat you. Like you're just nothing. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, I, I'm, the name is escaping me. Um, they're, cons- they're not considered like a state. They're, um, Child, that's gonna bother me. I'll, I'll come back to it when it pops in my brain. Um, they're almost like uh, a ro- it's not a road. Oh, oh, we lost Jesse Powell, Powell this week. I knew Jesse Powell, the singer. Baby, it's you. He used to come to the clubs in Chicago when I was a kid because he was from Gary, Indiana. He used to come to the shows. I used to host the clubs. Yeah, I saw that we lost him, and I think his sister passed too, right? I, oh, I didn't know that part, but I knew he passed. I'm like, wow. And he was a little bitty guy, too. He was the nicest little boy, too. He was just, girl, that made me feel like a dinosaur. I was like, oh, my God, I knew all these kids when they was young. Uh, I was young, too. I just always had an old spirit mm. and a lot of mouth. Could you imagine? Me? You have a lot of mouth? No. Me? No way. Yes, yeah, so, and he passed on. So, yeah, I think they're having a tribute for David Arnold. I've seen the thing. 
I would like to go because he was a comedian. I did know David Arnold. He was a cool guy. He was a great writer. Oh my God. I love that they um, acknowledged him during the Emmy uh, in memoriam. They did. Yeah. And I think, and I don't know, did we talk about the Emmys? We have to congratulate Shirley Ralph. We talked about the Emmys. Oh, we did? Uh, congratulations. We, talk, uh-huh. we talked about Ms. Shirley, her hair, her fashion, all of that. Yeah. So, oh, did we record question? Huh? Did we record it? Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, so we really quickly, we can publicly say here, congratulations to Shirley Ralph. Yeah. Um, Zendaya, Hina Bronson. There was it was a lot of black girl magic at the Emmys. Um, I didn't L- like what Jimmy Kimmel did. I will say L- publicly. Uh huh. But you know what, Lauren? Jimmy Kimmel did that skid move, move, but it t- it didn't take nothing from Quinta. And she went on there. He apologized and she said, "I was having a good time." So she wasn't mad. So I don't think that we should be mad. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not about that. It's just. Uh, he should have known better, and I do well, love the fact that he apologized. Head was gonna be funny, and it just wasn't. It just tanked. And at the point mm-hmm. when, it, instead of him just getting up and walking off, with my, which would have brought more attention, I think, because it just didn't work. Well, I don't know what they were trying to do, but whatever it was, and they were out there before they even called her. It just didn't work. The joke just died. Kind of like when Kathy Griffin had the the Trump hit the beheading of Trump. It just didn't work. Mm, yeah, but. Like I said, he apologized to her, which I think was beautiful. Love that. But um, it was a the Emmys. I'm I I was happy to watch the Emmys this year, and I think Keenan yeah. Thompson did a good job too. Oh yeah, he was the safe. He was the safe bear. Shirley, uh, speech was prolific. Miss Shirley went out oh. there, and I and I know my, I know Shirley. I know when she could go in and out. I know when this is phony as a three dollar bill, and I know when this is real as rain. She started off a little shaky, but. The truth was in those words about never giving up. I know the truth behind that because I know her personally. So, yeah. And I know what that meant to her. But I had told her in February her ass was going to win for that role. I've been told her as soon as she started wearing short hair, she was going to win. And I told her in February when I saw Abbott Elementary, which is really a good show, y'all. It really is a good show. I knew she was going to win. I told her that. Etienne called me and said, you called it. Auntie, you know her son, mm-hmm. Etienne called Auntie. Come on, Auntie. <laughs> I love Etienne. That's my family. I love those people. But I, so I knew what that was, honey. Now that was my yeah. Come we talked about the fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So overall, though, like I said, I'm just very proud. The Emmys did a good job uh, for sure this year. Um, aside from, like I said, the little Jimmy Kimmel thing. But um, we lost a lot of people. Um, whenever I see in memoriam tributes and um, during award shows, it's always like baffling. Like, wow, we've lost so many people with just within a year. You know what I mean? So. It's sad to see, but I always um, like when they're honored and you you have those good memories of those amazing entertainers and artists that, you know, made you feel good at one point in your life. So tomorrow is not promised, honey. That's why you got to live each day like it's your last. That's what they say. I yeah. damn sure hope it's my last, honey. Good God, because I'm over here in a crisis. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> you got three kids, so it's, it's always a crisis for sure. You got three kids. Yeah, the crisis is I better step up on my pullout game. Speaking of my pullout game, let me talk about my pull-in game. Oh, we have a new show, ladies Lauren. I got a new show. So Wednesday, we started a new show. It's called Free Voices, and it's at the Hollywood Laugh Factory each and every Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, 8 o'clock, showtime. And it's actually a variety show. Uh, singers, magician, uh, spoken word, monologue, dialogue, but definitely comedy. 
And uh, we were not going to have it last week. And then I went down there just to, to see what was happening. And then we ended up having it. And it came out to be wildly successful. So I'd like for you guys to come to support the show. It was really good. Everybody seemed to have a great time. And Jamie Masada, the owner, thank you, Jamie, just called me the next day with so much love. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So we're hoping that we make this grow. So we want to promote it. Y'all come out. And it's a good time. It really was a good time. We got a good lineup for this Wednesday, too. Am I rambling? Lauren. I'm very proud of you about that. I'm very proud. I'm going to be there this Wednesday um, to see the show. I'm literally going to come and get on a plane um, in the morning. So, um, but I think girl, it's about you time did. That you got to show. That's, girl, that's what you did last week. You on the move, ain't you? Cha, I told you I'm traveling for the next four weeks. Oh. So, I will be there on Wednesday to support you. Um I definitely say thank you to Jamie for, you know, allowing you the space to do this, because I think that's one thing that you really do so well, Flame, is that you give other artists the space to exhibit their talent and everybody doesn't do that. So I think that this show is going to be great for that. And it may end up opening up doors for a lot of uh, people too. some undiscovered. I'll come on for the Oscars, Emmys, Grammys, Tonys. I'm ready. Oh, as long as you got that wardrobe budget, baby, I'm ready. (laughs) because <laughs> you know mother gonna change every commercial yep like so. Dana Ross American Musical was 1981 but I, speaking of Dana Ross I I just celebrated because when I saw her here in Long Beach it was September the 17th and 2017 and um, I, those old memory pictures popped up and I just saw that she was here when I was in Pleasanton Baby, and I saw them costume changes. I think that's what I love about Ross. Miss Ross gonna change from beady gown to beady gown to Bob Maggie to Bob Maggie, and it, that, that thrills me. <laughs> <laughs> Dana Ross got to be about 89, 94, 203 years old and still changing gowns. I love it. Yeah, Miss uh, Diana is definitely um, fabulous to say the least. So. And oh, I wonder if she going to the funeral because remember when they just celebrated the Jubilee, Dana Ross was one of the special guests at the Jubilee. Oh, that's right. And that was just that was just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so I don't know. Is the I have to watch the news tomorrow. Um, I really do. I need to play catch up. But I think the funeral, the the one that I guess that maybe everybody's going to. Well, I guess it started today. It starts on Monday. Um, so who knows who's going to show up throughout the week? Shoot. We might get some surprise guests. That's why I definitely need to watch. They just trying to do out. They just trying to outdo our queen. They trying to outdo Aretha. You know, Aretha had like a six day funeral. Y'all trying to outdo the Aretha. Y'all can't outdo the Aretha. Yeah. Well, that's true. Aretha had open casket costume changes. Like fix this blouse. Where my purse? (laughs) (laughs) Where my purse? Oh, that's funny. took that person great. What a good guy. That is too funny. Well, here at Laugh and Learn, we have a saying. We're never trying to get you to change your mind. We're always trying to get you to use your mind. Because why, Flame? A mind is a terrible thing to waste. No. No. Terrible thing to waste, and y'all need to be wasting y'all man or y'all time. Make sure you get to them polls. Make sure you are registered, and make sure that you let's do this. Georgia, the name is Abrams. 
She is for the state of Georgia, not just for one people, not just for this kind of people. Stacey Abrams says she for all the Georgians. So y'all need to get that fair woman in office. And she's smart. That means y'all can get the dumbass up out. Did I say that? You did, but it's okay. There was a lot of truth in that statement. And we speak truth to power on this platform. So with that being said, you can follow Flame at Monroe Flame on Instagram, Marcus Flame Monroe Parker on Facebook, Flame Monroe on YouTube, and Flame Monroe125 on TikTok. TikTok. And you can follow Lauren Hogan at Lauren Armani H on Instagram and Lauren Hogan on Facebook and Lauren Hogan on YouTube. So y'all make sure y'all subscribe to her YouTube channel. But download us on the um on the iHeart Network under the Black oh, on iHeart under the Black Effect Network. Say it, Lauren. You know I can't get it right. You said it right under the Black Effect. Oh, okay. Under the Black Effect Network or Spotify, Apple, Amazon, wherever you listen to your podcast so that you can get the audio of us so you can listen to us in your car while you driving down the street and don't be looking at those young boys and then be looking at those pretty girls and all that. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, come back, man. That was joke. I was joking. <laughs> that lovely's kicking in. Oh, Lord. That's what happened. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> while y'all riding in y'all car, y'all can listen to us in the car. We make your day go better. We should be on the radio every day because I'm ready. They need to bring back regular radio. I miss regular radio. Mm, that's a good point. You know what you said that I've never. Um, I actually don't listen to regular radio anymore. No, anyway. see, but see, you got a point there. See, mm. maybe they need to get somebody new on the programming. Anyway, I do the morning show because at night I'll be asleep. But I do the morning show. <laughs> well, as always, we appreciate you guys for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Thank you, Lauren Hogan. Thank you, Aaron. Bye for my mess. Peace. Laugh and learn. Peace. Don't miss an episode of Laugh and Learn. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Laugh and Learn Podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. Our theme music is by the one and only Chrissy Payne. Thank you, guys. This is Flame Monroe. <laughs> Don't forget to laugh, listen, and learn. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.